podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's the, another edition of the Big Bash Daily Podcast with the Cricket Badger Me, James Butler. and joined by a couple of the fan reps in a minute for the last Big Bash Daily before the Christmas period. We've got an absolute cracker, which looked like it was going to be a damp squib, but it's turning into a cracker at the Gabba. Jimmy Pearson, he's 47 not out from 24 balls and he started to try and win this game on its own. Thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of the Big Bash dailies, snapping up the right mortgages for you. bluecrocodile.co.uk. I'm joined by Sam Dalling and Ash Turner and when we came live on this, we were just anticipating Brisbane Heat were going to succumb and just fall in a heap, but Jimmy Pearson at the moment just got to 50, 51 to Pearson from 25 balls. What's looked like a losing cause entirely has suddenly turned into a game that Brisbane Heat could win here. Ten minutes ago, James, I was thinking, well, this is an easy win for the strikers, but Jimmy Pearson, captain, wicketkeeper, and, and now leading from the front with the bat, you say, score his strike rate's above 200. And I think uh, in terms of the uh, Heat are a few more wickets down, I think the strikers were only four down at this point, but they, they're pretty much level-pegging runs-wise. Yeah, 29 needed from 22 balls. Jimmy Pearson dives in and gets home. They're going to go upstairs for the run out, but he looked like he was in. Just see his back go down there. Yeah, grounded before the bales are taken off. So 29 off 20, Ash is mightily doable, but obviously just the two wickets left for them. But it just shows you, doesn't it? T20 cricket, you've never won the game until you've actually bowled that final ball or hit those final runs. Yeah, it's amazing that Jimmy Pearson's taking it this deep, really. I mean, didn't look like the greatest of targets from strikers, but we know all about the vulnerabilities so far of the heat. So take it this deep is surprising after the start they've had, but fair play to Jimmy Pearson. Just just so though, as you say, you only in a twenty over game compared to a five day game, you only need one, maybe two players to come off. And you've always, always got such a good chance of winning the game. It is only hundred and twenty balls aside, so one player can come off and can score big off 30, 40 balls. You've always in that game and I think uh, the strikers will be open for that wicket very quickly. 27 needed from 21 for the Brisbane Heat to claim their first victory of the competition. Where's Agar as the bowler? 124 for eight. We'll run through the scorecard in a minute. You see this ball from Agar. That's just clipped into the onside by Pearson. They're thinking about the second, but they're not going to get it. So one more to the chase there. Adelaide Strikers, they batted first after Brisbane Heat won the toss today. And they made 150 for six. Runs shared around, really. Phil Salt, 29-32 for Matt Renshaw. And 28 further down by Harry Nielsen, the keeper for Adelaide Strikers. And with the ball, there were some decent performances from Brisbane Heat in the field. They uh, had two for 31 from Mark Scaletti and uh, three for 29 from Xavier Bartlett back into the side today. Brisbane Heat then, without Chris Lynn today, he succumbed to a hamstring injury 
in fielding practice ahead of the game. But then the Brisbane Heat got off to the worst possible start. They've lost wickets regularly through this innings. And uh, one wicket for 21 for Dan Worrell. Three for 20 from Danny Briggs from his four overs today. Two for 30 from Rashid Khan. Spin doing the damage for the Adelaide strikers in the field. But this innings from Jimmy Pearson is threatening to derail the strikers. 126 for eight. Pearson's 56 not out, and this is going to go right down to the wire. We said yesterday, Sam, that the one thing this competition has lacked is a game like this, really, which has gone sort of twists and turns and gone right down to the final over. This could be the game. Yeah, certainly looking that way, James. And, uh, you know, what a, a victory for the power surge. I think, I'm just having a look, I think they were 71 for eight, the heat, after 14 overs and 43 in those two overs, just the... You know, having those fielding restrictions allowed the, the shackles to come off a bit. And here we are with a, a really tight finish on our hands from absolutely nowhere. You know, if you'd have, you'd have turned it off for 20 minutes and turned it back on, you'd have been amazed. But yeah, it's, you know, we see it in the IPL so often, the number of tight finishes, high scoring, but also tight finishes. And that's what really makes a tournament. That's what's going to draw in the crowd and keep people's attention. You don't really want sides winning games easily, regularly. You want those as many close finishes as possible. Three overs left. 23 runs are required by the Heat, but just those two wickets to fall. So a couple of false shots here. Adelaide strikers will claim the points, but you think that if Heat bat through to the end of their 20 overs here, they will have won this game. But it's all down to Jimmy Pearson, really. He's got Majib at the other end, who has hit a couple of lusty blows himself out there for Brisbane Heat. But 23 required from the final three overs of this is Peter... Sorry, yeah, Peter Siddle with his bleach blonde hair, comes in to bolt. That's just dug out by Majib, and there's no run from that one. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first-time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. We talked a lot about DRS yesterday on the podcast, but we saw another absolute howler from the umpires today. Tom Cooper, who was, uh, you know, he could potentially have done a Pearson, was absolutely sawn off LBW when there was a big nick on it, Ash. And, uh, you know, the, the calls for DRS coming from the players, but it's just common sense, isn't it? We need to get the right decisions here because instances like that, oh, wicket falls and uh, Siddle has struck. He claims his second wicket of the innings. Majib has gone. So they're down to the 10th wicket now. Pearson's still there, 56 not out. But 128 for nine, and all of a sudden the Adelaide strikers look to have got the points in the back pocket because the 10th wicket stand need to take them home now. But back to that DRS decision, it just doesn't sit right, does it? When we're seeing DRS everywhere else, you know, Tom Cooper quite rightly agreed that he was given out today. Yeah, I think hopefully maybe today will be the watershed moment whereby Cricket Australia decide that actually you've just got to have DRS as a top-level uh, white ball tournament. He literally ends up middling it into his pad. Yeah. I mean, even without DRS, you, you consider it a very bad umpiring decision, which we know he obviously doesn't mean to do. But when you've got the technology there and you're watching it back on TV and you don't really, you don't even for a decision like that need the full DRS system. You need a slow-mo replay that's been around for years and years and surely wouldn't cost anything to, to actually use to see something so obvious as that. I know I've mentioned over the last couple of days for a couple of friends about 
whether the ICC should almost grade these tournaments around the world. So you've got a top grade, which is maybe the big bash, the IPL, maybe even CPL and possibly the 100 in future. But as part of being in that top level or that top grade, you've got to have DRS and you've got to have these different stipulations to make sure it really is a top class, top level tournament. Because it just seems bizarre that what many are considered the second or third best T20 competition in the world is having howler after howler because they haven't got something as simple as the DRS system. And Sam, the, the Big Bash obviously wants to be seen by the rest of the world as being a major tournament up there to rival the IPL, etc. It just seems an odd decision from them to uh, not have DRS because umpires being exposed, major players being given out when they're not out, bowlers not getting the wickets when they think they should have had the wicket. doesn't quite sit right for a, a tournament trying to suggest to the rest of the world that it is the, the best T20 competition that there, there is going. No, and I suppose there is a... There's a little bit of irony in, in that weren't the Australian the Australian cricket board criticising the BCCI a few years ago for not having it for kind of being against DRS and not and not having it and now all of a sudden we've got the the IPL that has of course got DRS and we haven't got it in the big bash but I did I was doing a bit of digging about it I I do think it is a is a cost based decision you know I, I completely agree with Ash for some of these decisions you don't need to full DRS those are are shockers and you can overturn them but I think what's been prohibitive or maybe not prohibitive but what has they've decided the reason they've decided not to do uh, or to use DRS is because of the cost of it per game and the logistics and the, the cost of moving it around the country and having it set up uh, is apparently the, the sole reason why it hasn't been used which does seem uh, I don't know there's, there's so much money floating around this tournament and I, I know it is about profit ultimately making it a profitable tournament but everything is sponsored these days you You'd think this would be a, a bare minimum, really, given it's available and, and everyone else is using it. Well, how does that work, though, Sam? Because obviously on the TV coverage, the a lot of the, um, I mean, the Hawkeyes there because they show the LBWs on the on the Hawkeye system and the technology seems to be there with the TV companies. Surely it's just a case of routing that into the umpire's room. That is beyond me, but my understanding is it would cost about, it's about $2 million to have it in place all the time. Um, and so I... I think there are the broadcasters do have it, but based on a little bit of reading over the last couple of days, there would have to be a little bit more. There's uh, a few more improvements. I don't think we've got Snicko and Hotspot no. at the moment on the in the coverage, um, and I really do think it's just a, a cost-based decision. Um, I don't know if you could have the, a hybrid, um, you know, non non bells and whistles. You wouldn't need Hotspot to to sort Tommy Cooper's decision out, well, you could just have stump mics and kind of a watered-down version, but that seems to be the decision of the ACB, but I think it's going to make them look, it's made them look pretty silly, hasn't it, so far? So I'd imagine next year that we might see a different situation. Ash, we saw uh, Chris Lynn go down with a hamstring. Hamstrings are usually um, two or three weeks at the very least and before they return to action. He's the captain of the Brisbane Heat, yet to know the results of this game, but the Heat haven't started particularly strongly in this competition. The last thing they need is for Chris Lynn to be injured for a, for a while. Dan Lawrence is obviously going to leave them to go to uh, England test duty in Sri Lanka. And just, sorry, just cut in there because Rashid Khan looks like he's limping a little bit. So there's maybe another injury um, for the uh, strikers. He looks like he's hurt his right ankle or something there as he limps off or cl- maybe clutching the back of his hamstring. So th- that's another injury potentially for the Adelaide strikers. But the Heat can scarcely do without Chris Lynn, can they? No, oh, I think before the tournament even started, a lot of people were speaking about how the batting really did ride on with Tom Banton 
choosing to to miss out because of bubble fatigue. I think obviously Joe Denley's due to come in, but that's a lot of pressure on Joe. I think you, you just look at the Heat team, and there just seems to be a lack of depth and a, a lack of sort of star quality throughout the lineup, which is a shame because a few years ago when you talk about the Bash brothers and stuff, you you really thought that the Heat one of the major players, but it looks like the tournament's almost already over for them and we're only a few games in. I think it might need before next year a big influx of players, mainly to the batting, but also possibly a little bit to the bowling as well. Yeah, Rashid Khan definitely going off there. He looked like when he was chasing that ball, he just pulled up there, whether that's his hamstring as well, gone for the Afghan leg spinner. He's going to be a massive miss if Adley Strikers lose out on Rashid Khan, arguably the best white ball spinner in world cricket. He goes straight down the tunnel and uh, out of sight with the uh, two overs left at the Gabba. 134 for nine is the score. 17 required from the final two overs with the one wicket left. The next ball's defended into the leg side. They think about a run, but they don't go through for it. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Sam, the um, Dan Lawrence thing as well. I mean, it kind of it all seems to be going wrong for Brisbane, doesn't it? Because they've got one of uh, England's best young talents there in, in Dan Lawrence. And he wasn't a massive surprise he got picked for the test squad, but it, it wasn't guaranteed that he was going to be named in that England's touring party to go to, to Sri Lanka. It wasn't guaranteed that that Sri Lanka test series was going to even happen. So they're going to lose out on Dan Lawrence as well, who leaves to join up with the England test party on the 2nd of January. Yeah, and that's a, a shame. It would have been really interesting. You know, he's... <laughs> He's not really got going yet in this tournament, but he's not going to get to play much of it. But, you know, Joe Denley coming in, uh, Joe Denley is a serious T20 player. There's been a lot of talk, you know, his, his dentary, they're facing 100 balls in, in test matches and the way he got, went about his cricket in the test team. But actually, at his white ball best, he's one of the most fluent players on the county circuit. So I think you know, they're, they're very different, um, but both offer kind of part-time spin options. So there is almost a a like for like there. It's disappointing. Um, hopefully Lawrence does get a go in the test team. Lewis Gregory's out there as well. I think he's currently in, in quarantine and will then come mm. into the side after Boxing Day, if I'm right. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But yeah, that, you look at their lineup and as Ash said, there just isn't that star quality when Chris Lynn is missing. And hopefully Joe Denley can bring that in, but it's a, it's a big ask for one person. And then of course we're down to, well, with five teams getting through, if you rule the heat out, then it makes, it's kind of five from seven. 13 off nine required. Pearson has a big swing at that one, goes through to the keeper and there's no run. So 13 required from the final eight balls here. One wicket remaining. 138 for nine, Brisbane Heat. I don't know if either of you guys watched any of the New Zealand-Pakistan T20 series. New Zealand winning that by two games to one. I've heard a couple of people say this and I was certainly in, in the same camp that after watching a lot of the big bash with the rule changes, particularly the power surge and then watching the... Uh, 
the T20 internationals between New Zealand and Pakistan. I missed it. I was kind of waiting for them to take the power surge and it never came because they're playing obviously by the, in inverted commas, old school rules in, the, in T20 internationals. And you wonder now, Ash, um, the power surge seems to have uh, taken hold in the Big Bash. We've got the Big Bash boost point, which obviously in a three-match uh, series between New Zealand and Pakistan probably won't come into play. But some of these rules are going to be picked up elsewhere, aren't they? Yeah, I think the power surge has been the one rule that I think everyone really has said has been a real big success. And having watched a little bit of New Zealand Pakistan, you were, you were almost waiting for that moment where you see both arms getting wagon-wheeled round by the umpire yeah. in the power surge. It's not... Not, not happening in this competition. I think it'd be good, actually. I'd like to see it tried out in internationals, whether it ever gets to the point where the BCCI say, yeah, we'll add it into the IPL. We're happy for it to be in internationals. I think a complete different question is more maybe political than anything. But yeah, I think that is the other two rules I'm still a bit unsure on, but Power Series have been a massive success. And as you say, I think it's something that could be brought into other competitions and hopefully maybe into internationals as well. Ben Lachlan does his job there. He sees out that uh, over from Wes Agar. We have a final over. Pearson will be on strike at the start of this final over. 13 runs required from the final six balls of this. It's going to be Frankie Worrell, Dan Worrell, to a bowl this final over. It's just been announced to be going back to Gloucestershire for the England summer next year. It's going to be all on Pearson now for the Brisbane Heat. It's Pearson against Worrell to see where the remaining three points of this game go. Adelaide Strikers taking the uh, boost point earlier on today when the uh, score at the halfway stage was at 63 versus 50. So they easily won that by 13 runs. We'll see this ball from Worrell come in and Pearson tries to swing that one away leg side. He gets a bid on it, goes down to the fine leg fence and it's going to be four. So we have nine of five. This is the thriller we've been looking for. It comes just before Christmas. We, we said this before, Sam, but this is a, a really thrilling finish now. This is a one-man show. This is T20 in a nutshell. It can just change on a on a sixpence, can't it, and, and change direction. Pearson's working wonders here. Just see this next delivery. Pearson hits that one away into the leg side. They'll try and come back for two. It's got it into the gaps. So they'll easily counter back for the second. So seven off the final four balls. This is exactly what the competition needed, Sam. Just before Christmas, we can chomp on our turkey. In, in tournaments like this, the, the last few games are, are what you almost remember the tournament for. So if it bubbles up like this throughout the uh, the start of 2021, we're in for a cracker. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it, it shows how quickly these games can turn. You know, two balls ago, even 13 off the last over, you're thinking, well, um, they, Lachlan saw out the previous one and, and the heat are down and out. But then... Two deliveries later, and we've got, you know, Worrell coming in now. They flicked it into the leg side, and they might get, well, they just get one. But yeah, it's just so, the game changes. It, ball by ball, the percentage of the side, the percentage win rate just yeah. goes massive. In fact, they didn't take a run there, um, you know, and all of a sudden the dynamic changes. But the, the bowlers, that first ball would be over. Worrell was just slightly off with his Yorker, and it's just fine margins, and that, it's just on, on such tiny little bits of skill, the whole course of the game can change. And that's what we like to see. Well, we could potentially get a super over here, couldn't we? With seven runs required off three, hits a six, the scores are level. As the uh, ne- next delivery comes in, swung away by Pearson into the leg side, goes straight to the fielder. Are they going to try and take the second? Lachlan's not going to be trusted, and quite rightly, really. You don't want the number 11 being on uh, strike with two balls to go. But seven needed to win, two balls left, but a four and a two or a six. And uh, we're into a super over here, fellas. But Pearson has done absolutely superb. This next ball is crucial. So we'll stay on the uh, on the action whilst this uh, penultimate ball comes down from uh, Worrell. Seven needed to win, but obviously six to tie. Two balls left. And Pearson with this one comes at the wicket, swings it away into the leg side. 
He's found a little bit of a gap Have they thought about coming back for the second. In fact, I don't think they've gone through the one again, have they? So it's going to be six or bust now for Pearson off the final delivery. It's interesting that, isn't it? He's backed himself. As you say, they're not going to give the number 11 a go. I don't think he'll regret not taking the runs here. I think, he's, you know, the plan has obviously been for him to score these runs in the last over. Yeah. And it just he just hasn't yet to get it away, has he? Oh, it's the, it's the right thing to do. Because, yeah. because, like I say, you don't want Lachlan on strike with six needed off the final two or something like that. There's still a lot of pressure on the number 11. They're putting men back out on the offside now for this final delivery. And the equation is now very, very simple indeed. It's Pearson against Worrell. Six to tie, anything less than that. And the Adelaide Strikers will have won this game. Pearson is 65 not out from 35 deliveries, but the last three balls have been dot balls as Pearson has been protecting the number 11 Lachlan. It's turned into an absolute cracker and uh, it's not unheard of for a batsman to hit six off the final ball to win or tie a game. And the way Pearson's been hitting it today, he certainly wouldn't back against him. But Warrell's bowled a good final over here for the uh, Strikers. Pearson settles himself over his bat. Final ball of this game at the Gabba. And Pearson goes across to the offside, swings it away into the leg side. He's not got underneath it. He's not got enough on it. It's going to run away for four. And that is almost worse than not hitting it at all because the Adelaide Strikers win the game at the Gabba by two runs. Peter Siddle, Dan Worrell and the Adelaide fielders congratulate each other. Pearson sinks to his knees. And that is one of the heartbreaking things of T20 cricket, Ash, isn't it? Pearson has played brilliantly there. And he's almost in the middle there with the Adelaide Strikers celebrating around him looking completely bewildered. All of a sudden, his Christmas dinner's not going to taste quite so good as it could have done. Yeah, you've got to feel sorry for him. He's, he's played out of his skin there, and it's just, at the end, you sat there, stood there thinking, one more one more big blow, and could have been been the hero and been, well, a superhero, really. I don't think anyone expected when he was in for him to have a chance. Um, so he's, he's done well, and it's, it is, as you say, heartbreaking, but that's the nature of, of sport, and especially at the top level. The nature of T20 cricket, really, that's what it always comes down to, just them last, can always come down to that last ball or two, and you just have to feel sorry for him. Bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's pick out bluecrocodile.co.uk. Cricketer of today's match, the Adelaide Strikers winning by two runs against the Brisbane Heat at the Gabba. Sam? It will come as no surprise, James, that my nomination is Jimmy Pearson. He came in with a side really struggling, 5 for 37, and that he took it down to that very last couple of balls. You know, it, it will really hurt, but it's his highest... T20 score of his career, 69 not out, off just 36. And yeah, it can only be him. It will, such fine margins as we said, and he will be, you know, really disappointed. But he can take heart in his own personal performance. But he probably still will, uh, you know, be tossing and turning in bed tonight, wondering about those those free dot balls and the what ifs. But hey, that's that's sport, isn't it? Ash, it usually goes down to a, a player of the winning side, doesn't it, to pick up the cricketer of the match award in any game but Pearson's taken them so close and that was such a good innings from him that it's got to be him hasn't it? Yeah I think it has got to be him I don't think anyone stood out to be fair for the strikers 
Uh, the Spin Twins obviously did well, if you want to call them that, in Briggs and Rashid Khan. But, yeah, I think, for me personally, it's got to be Pearson, even though he's on the losing side. It, it would would and probably should have been an embarrassing defeat for the Heat. But Jimmy Pearson to take it down to the last ball was simply sublime. And I think as a consolation, he deserves to at least be man of the match today. Yeah, Jimmy Pearson, 69 not out, 36 balls, 7 fours and 2 sixes. Jimmy Pearson is our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match. A nod to Danny Briggs, though, James, I think. You know, it's you know, you really difficult You can't come in after I've summed up like that. You can't. Well, no, this is not This is not for man the match, but this is just a general comment. You know, Danny Briggs, X-Factor, subbed out twice, come back and actually, A, played the full game and B, bowled really well. So, you know, just a little nod to him. Not, not a man the match performance, but, you know, just acknowledging an Englishman doing well, you know, a bit of disappoint, a disappointing start. And then he's had a good day today. Yeah. Danny Briggs, we doff our cap to you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see a lot more of Danny as we go through uh, the start of uh, next year. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. We have a little bit of a hiatus now in the uh, Big Bash. There's that little thing called Christmas that's going to creep into the uh, schedule. So this is our final Big Bash daily until we come back on Boxing Day. we got a double header on Boxing Day on Saturday and we'll be back to cover that on the Big Bash dailies. We do have a little bit of a filler though for you on the Cricket Badger podcast. A Christmas special where I look back in two parts at the highlights of the Cricket Badger podcast over the year of 2020. Had some fantastic guests on the podcast throughout this year lockdown rather helped because it meant a lot of my victims were short of other things to do and quite welcomed an hour-long chat with the cricket badges so tune in over the christmas period for the uh, double header christmas special it'll be with you uh, very very soon indeed and uh, all that leaves me to say really congratulations to the adelaide strikers winning by two runs today ash and sam thank you for joining me and have a very happy christmas and i'll see you on the other side cheers james have a good christmas and have a good christmas sam yeah you're welcome james merry christmas all merry christmas ash And uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of the Big Bash dailies. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. Tune in for those Christmas specials, but if you don't, have a very happy Christmas anyway. Best wishes, everybody, and we'll see you on Boxing Day. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash daily podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Podcast Network.